Drive time, welcome back to the show. 0829-913-913 is uh, the WhatsApp line. Um, free to feel to comment, uh, query and criticize. As I speak, a very, very sad moment. Uh, on screen, the janazah, the funeral of journalist Karima Brown. I think uh, she became very well known to everybody who used to watch her on uh, the various uh, television and radio shows that she did after long stints in print media. Online to pay tribute, Hassan Abada, former editor of the Cape Argus, Ryland Fisher, former editor of Cape Times, and both uh, gentlemen have done many other things besides Hassan and Ryland. Welcome to the show. Shukran Shafiq, and salam alaikum to your listeners. And hi, Ryland. Long time you speak. Right, so the two old editors, uh, not old editors, I must (laughs) confess, uh, that's just a term. But uh, Ryland, I'm going to start with you because you're about one or two years older than Hassan. This is a sad day. I saw your notice um, on on, on social media over the weekend hoping that Karima was going to get out of it. She didn't, and we're all saddened by the loss. Yeah, it's, it's been tough. I mean... Obviously, we knew for the past few weeks that she had been intubated and uh, and it was tough going. And uh, we remained hopeful, the family remained hopeful. Um, but despite all of that, and in fact, last night uh, we heard that, you know, it was, it was imminent. But when this morning, when the news came, it was still a shock. Yes. Um, I don't think one can ever really prepare or something like this? No, it's certainly not. Uh, hasn't I mean, y- your take on it as as well? Yeah, I worked very closely with Karima um, over the last few years at Independent Media. We and it just showed her great versatility as a journalist. You know, um, she was able to transition between broadcasting and print without much effort. But what a lot of people don't know about Karima and where she gets a feisty independent and fierce uh, character from was that she grew up just down the street from your studios there in Fenton Road. And the Brown family is quite well known in Salt River. And so people always ask me, how did you manage to get on so well with Karima? It was very simple. I grew up in households with a Karima. My sister was like my mother, my auntie. And, you know, down beneath that very hard exterior and tough exterior was somebody with great compassion. She was a champion of the underdog. Um, She always had the workers' interests at heart and really was an advocate for giving a voice to the voiceless in journalism. And and so it's a great loss today, you know. Um, Karima was both a mentor and a peer to me. And we had very many adventures together in journalism. In Ireland, of course, I mean, it's an important point that Hassant is making is that I don't know how many people listening to us realize that Karima was one of us. Um, she came from the same roots, the same community, yet she was thrust onto a national stage, which I think we should all be very proud of. Yeah, so I met Karima almost 40 years ago um, when she was a young student at UWC, she lived in Westridge at the time. Um, in fact, somebody asked me earlier, so 
Was she born in Mitchell's Mirror No, none of us of our generation were born in Mitchell's Plain. You know, we were moving. Um, anyway, but that's, that's another issue. But so she, I met her when she was in West Street. She was uh, a student. She became a, a member of, of our local youth um, in Mitchell's Plain or in West Street, a, a branch of the Cape Youth Congress. And she always questioned everything. And she gave us, I was part of the leadership of the youth, and she gave us a hard time. <laughs> yes. Because she never accepted anything that we said. And, you know, she wasn't one of those people who would just follow the line, basically. She would always ask us, why must we do this? Why this? Why that? And so when she eventually became, decided to to become a journalist, it wasn't a surprise for me. Um, because I knew that, you know, she had this questioning mind. And so that is one of the things that she brought to a journalism. The other thing that she, of course, brought to a journalism was this roots in the community and the roots in the struggle and this passion for uplifting poor people in our society and making our country a better place for everybody. And I think those two things she carried um, throughout the journalistic career. Um, and at, at that was kind of a, part of a trademark, especially in recent years, you know, when when she would um, kind of, you know, um, interrogate um, senior politicians on the show on, on ENCA, The Fix. Um, and I, I got the sense that some of these politicians, they were probably very angry with her afterwards, but that's the way she was. She didn't care whether you were with this faction of the ANC or that faction, or whether you were with the DA or with good or whoever. Mm -hmm. She treated you all the same. And she asked you all the kind of the same kind of questions. And she wasn't satisfied until she got to the truth. And so if you tried to spin her, she would just ask you more questions until you kind of run out of spin. And (laughs) that's what a good journalist is supposed to do. Absolutely. Hasn't I mean Karima, as as uh, Ryland so quick uh, uh, aptly says, never uh, took any prisoners. Are there any particular incidences that you can recall, which is an example of this? Uh, Karima at her flying best. <laughs> so there were quite a few incidents. I remember the uh, the day when it was announced at me at newspaper house that Karima Brown would be joining the group as part of the second Jalo uh, media investments purchase of of, of the group. And I was secretly smiling because I thought Karima is the kick up the backside that this group needs, you know. But colleagues among uh, some of my colleagues and some of the more senior people than me were running for cover and they were panicking (laughs) because Karima's reputation had preceded her, you know. So Karima Karima didn't suffer any fools, you know, and she said something the way it would be said. And... uh, I mean, I, I don't like to say it like this, but Karima also didn't die wondering. She would ask you the tough questions. And I'm happy to say that her persona on television, the way she interrogated issues and on radio, is exactly how Karima was, you know, in news conferences. But she was always 10 steps ahead of everybody else, you know. Absolutely. And politically, she was, most of the time, she was spot on. And that, that gave her the edge, you know, in terms of how... Coverage was directed, um, 
both in, 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 a, in a time as a print journalist and as a broadcast journalist. She was able to anticipate and read the room very, very um, astutely, you know, in a way that, that many few people can do. Hassan, I'm going to have to leave you, let you go, because uh, ENCA is on the line, and I don't want to be the cause of you being late for another interview. <laughs> but, uh, Ryland, uh, I'm going to allow you to finish off. Have you also got any, like, sort of personal stories about uh, Karima that, that typifies exactly who she was when she was on the coalface? Well, I mean, I think if you, if you watch the show um, every week, um, you would see somebody, you know... Um, so I, I particularly liked the interviews that she did with uh, with Dick Kelly, the police minister. Yes. Uh. Where, and she brought him back time and time again um, because every time he would answer in a way and then there would be something that she would say, okay, we need to follow up on this. And then two or three weeks later, she would bring him back again and say, okay, but what have you done? You know, have you actually um, acted on, on this thing that you told me three weeks ago you were going to do. So, you know, it's a progress report. And then, of course, um, the minister, you know, kind of oohed and out and, and wasn't quite prepared to give a progress report. But that's what she did. And she she didn't just do it with him. She did it with lots of other politicians where, you know, sometimes when, when you interview somebody and, then say, and they say to you, oh, we intend to do this. Right. Um, oh, yes. How many times have she, I not heard that? Yes. And so she wouldn't. She wouldn't just accept that when you say to her, "Okay, we are going to do this." Then she says, "Okay, when are you going to do it?" And we will call you back after the state that you've given us, so that you can give us a report on it. And that—that's the kind of journalism that that's so lacking in this country, and that we need more of. Ryland Fisher, thanks for joining us and chatting about the life and times of Karima Brown passed on from the effects of COVID-19. I'm sure you'll agree, Ryland, somebody that everybody in the trade is going to miss. I agree completely. Ryland, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure.